0: Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach Laura Kelly teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, whenever or wherever you are, welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, professional certified coach and practicing attorney Laura Kelly. Today's podcast topic is inspired by another great book I've listened to recently called Letting Go. The Pathway of Surrender by Dr. David R. Hawkins, and last week's podcast with Rev. Doc Lisa on safe conversations, and, well, of course, my own life, because this podcast is nothing if not self-referential, and indeed, I often find the message I want to express is the message I most need to hear, and, well, today, I want to talk about fear. Famously, frequent Roosevelt said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. At that time, the United States was in crisis mode, and FDR understood a fundamental truth about fear. We fear fear. We want to avoid the feeling of fear so bad that we construct illusions of certainty around our lives. And when anything knocks these structures off balance, we are afraid, not necessarily of the crisis itself, but rather the uncertainty of what the crisis represents. Think about the COVID-19 pandemic. Sure, many of us were afraid of the virus, but I think what really caused more anxiety and fear than the virus itself was what the pandemic meant for our lives, our careers, our futures. I think that's why so many people refused to believe that the virus was real, because the reality that we could be so vulnerable to a global pandemic meant that the certainty of the world we believed existed would be unacceptably crushed by the reality but reflect on all these times especially during the height of the pandemic that you feared the absolute worst about the future reflect on those fears that you would never want to shake hands with people again go to a crowded bar or restaurant or even set foot on a plane and now realize how for the most part these fears never came to pass and that those worst case scenarios did not happen to you and here we are Many of us have, indeed, gone back to restaurants, gone back to bars, we're shaking hands, we're dándoles besos and all the other things that many of us feared we would never be able to do again. And all that's to say, that fear, while a negative emotion, it can be extremely helpful. Fear can keep us safe from danger. Feeling fear gives us valuable information. And I highly recommend the book, The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker, so we can actually tune in to our intuitive fear that gives us those alarm bells that lets us know when we're in danger and use those alarm bells to keep us safe. I do not ever want us to believe that we should suppress or repress any of our emotions, especially our negative emotions. Suppression and repression cause us harm, And opening to our emotions, learning from our emotions, and accepting our emotions, and eventually letting go of our emotions, as opposed to clinging to them for dear life, is how we develop a healthy relationship with our emotions. And so I've been especially present to the role that fear and anxiety has in undermining or even destroying our romantic relationships. Now, I have been quite open about my struggles, so I'm comfortable in admitting that codependency and an anxious attachment style has been prevalent in many of my past relationships. And I can now recognize that my anxious attachment style is really a fear-based attachment style. And codependence, of course, is all about fear. Fear about abandonment, about rejection, fear of facing those final years with nothing but cats for company. And to go further into this episode, I want to talk about how fear manifests in romantic relationships and how we create or can create unhealthy coping mechanisms for fear, but also the recognition that healthy romantic relationships can help us heal those old wounds and help us heal many of those fears. And of course, I wanna finish by giving us some healthy coping mechanisms for when we inevitably experience fear in romantic relationships. And I wanna note, I'm using the word fear in this podcast, but what I'm mostly really talking about is anxiety. Now, anxiety and fear are closely related emotional responses, but they differ in their triggers, in their duration, and also how they manifest. Now, both anxiety and fear are part of the body's natural response to perceived threats and stressful situations. And it's really important to understand that they are both essential for our survival. But fear really is an immediate short term emotional response to a specific threat, right? So, this is a reaction, for example, to a present danger. um, When your heart rate increases, when you start to breathe rapidly, when you have a heightened sense of awareness. That fear marked by higher cortisol levels and adrenaline helps us to react quickly and protect ourselves from harm. If you are hiking in the woods and you see a bear, the emotion you experience is fear, followed by flicking through the guidebook to discover whether it's the kind of bear you're supposed to walk away from or challenge through big, roaring noises. Anxiety, on the other hand, is a more generalized, longer-lasting emotional state that arises from uncertainty or anticipation of potential threats or negative outcomes. And it's not necessarily linked to a specific event or situation, but can be triggered by all kinds of different factors, you know, including stress, uh, personal circumstances, or underlying mental health conditions. Um, So some People experience anxiety as excessive worry, restlessness, difficulty concentrating, irritability, and sleep disturbances. And so basically, if you're afraid to go hiking in the woods because you may run into a bear, that's anxiety. So in this podcast, though, I'm going to use the term uh, fear as a general feeling of afraid or anxiousness, uh, rather than to get specific, like, this is anxiety, this is fear, So how do we see fear manifest in romantic relationships? Well, I mentioned some before, but I'm going to get into it a little bit more deeply. And a lot of us, many of us, fear rejection. Now, this doesn't just come into play with romantic relationships, but it can be especially poignant in romantic relationships. Many of us fear being rejected by a partner or a potential partner, and we fear being abandoned if the relationship doesn't work out. And some some of us actually fear intimacy. We fear that we are getting too close to someone or being vulnerable with someone because we may be then subjected to that rejection or abandonment at a later point. So those two, the fear of rejection and abandonment is interwoven and interlinked oftentimes with the fear of intimacy. And some of us have a fear of commitment, similarly to the fear of intimacy, We fear committing to a relationship because, you know, maybe we're going to be too vulnerable or maybe we're going to feel that we're trapped or lose our independence. Many of us fear being betrayed. We think that our partner might cheat on us or betray our trust in some way. And when you fear betrayal, you can fear intimacy, right? And what comes up also could be fear of inadequacy. Maybe we think we're not good enough for our partner, or we worry that our partner will somehow discover that we're not good enough for them. Or they'll leave us for somebody better. And some of us are afraid of being alone. And that that fear of being alone and ultimately fear of rejection and fear of uh, abandonment means that we cling to a relationship, right? Um, and we won't be able to confront necessarily our issues without the support of a partner. Now, these fears, um, you know, may be somewhat light for some people, or they can be completely overwhelming for others. But any kind of fear in a romantic relationship can have um, negative impacts, even Just those small fears, that underlying sense of unworthiness, or that underlying fear of abandonment, or that underlying fear of intimacy, commitment, or rejection, it can lead us into unhealthy dynamics and hinder the growth and connection that we can have with our romantic partners, right? And how we can see this manifest is that we can create a lack of trust in the relationship. Fear can create suspicion or doubt. It can really undermine the foundation of trust in a relationship, And this lack of trust can lead to constant questioning, overanalyzing, it can um, develop insecurities or exacerbate existing insecurities, which really can erode the emotional bond between partners. Feeling the fear of intimacy because we're afraid of being vulnerable and we're afraid of being rejected, we're afraid of being abandoned. But this fear of being hurt, rejected, and abandoned can actually cause us to avoid that Necessary vulnerability and intimacy that is the keystone for connection. And having these fears of intimacy and abandonment and rejection can actually prevent us from really sharing who we are, which can reduce or limit an an actual true connection. When we're in this grip of fear, right? When we're feeling that insecurity and jealousy, um, because we're afraid of losing our partner, we're afraid of being abandoned, we're afraid of being rejected, we're afraid of being vulnerable, it can really lead to a lot of insecurity and jealousy. And many of us either can push away or distance ourselves from partners because we're afraid of that vulnerability but there's this other side, which some people actually can start to cling or be needy or, or exhibit controlling behaviors. They may also want to pursue constant reassurance seeking. And even they may actually attempt to undermine their partner's self-esteem to prevent them from leaving. Now, obviously that's toxic and abusive, um, but we have to be aware that when somebody is feeling insecure and jealous, It can manifest in different ways, and when we see some of these abusive behaviors, we can understand the starting point of that is fear, fear, insecurity, and jealousy. And of course, I talked about it before, but codependency um, is a fear-based dynamic. And when you are afraid of that abandonment or rejection, you know, again, you you can begin to cling to our partners, we can become overly reliant on them for our emotional validation and support. And of course, this can lead to a very unhealthy dynamic that restricts the growth of, of both people in a particular relationship. Essentially, we know that when you're in this fear Especially this fear of intimacy, this fear of vulnerability. Um, I think really what we're what we're talking about here is that fear that if I express who I really am, if I'm truly vulnerable, then it then if I'm rejected, I'm rejected for me, and that is terrifying for many people. And when you're in that fear of vulnerability, and you're in that fear of intimacy, that fear of connection you actually do not communicate effectively. Um, Many people experience a fear of conflict or a fear of expressing our feelings because we think it will make it worse, right? So we can have a tendency to eat our emotions and not communicate our expectations and just swallow everything. And of course. Over time, this really does erode the connection in a relationship and it can also lead to unresolved issues like passive aggression and um, really just losing that connection. Without communication, without that open and honest communication, you really cannot be in partnership. You can't uh, connect truly. And so another way fear can um, harm relationships is through self-sabotage. And listen, I've seen it in my own life many a times, but um, we self-sabotage not only in romantic relationships, obviously, you know, self-sabotage happens in all kinds of situations for humans. um, But self-sabotage is where we subconsciously um, undermine our relationships because we're afraid of intimacy or we're afraid of failing. And many of us, believe it or not, we're afraid of success. Um, and so again, we can push our partners away, we can create, create unnecessary drama, or we can really just engage in behaviors that aren't healthy, that are toxic, and that really undermine the connection that we have with our partners, and then ultimately undermines our relationship. But listen, like I said, we all experience fear We all experience fear in romantic relationships. I don't think we would be human if we didn't experience these fears because obviously any point where we're vulnerable, when we are um, wanting to be intimate, even if we might be somewhat um, standoffish or or fearful about that intimacy, this is what we crave, right? This is what we want. We want connection more than anything else in the world. And for the vast majority of humans, we want connection um, in a romantic partnership, Um, So the key isn't to say, don't experience fear at all. It's just self-awareness about how um, fear manifests, why it manifests, and then to establish some healthy coping mechanisms to deal with our own fears. And rather than to rely on our romantic partners to make us feel something different, we can start to be resilient we can start to handle our own emotions for ourselves so that we come to our romantic relationships from a source of abundance and love rather than fear, neediness, or even standoffishness. When we approach our romantic relationships with intention, with a focus on healing, with a focus of abundance, and with a focus of us Dealing with our own negative emotions rather than relying on our partners to make us feel happy or make us feel satisfied. When we take full responsibility for our own feelings, including our own feelings of fear, we are able to come to that relationship in a way that supports our personal growth, our partner's personal growth, and emotional well-being for everybody involved. And we do this through healthy coping mechanisms, right? Healthy, healthy coping mechanisms for when we experience this fear so that we can actually grow and heal old wounds and then, again, come into relationship in a connected, satisfying, and openly honest way. So how do we practice healthy coping mechanisms in our relationships when we experience fear? Well, I think it's extremely important to communicate openly it's really important to let your partner know about what your fears are. When we're able to be vulnerable and express those fears and our concerns, it, it says, listen, I'm, I'm opening my heart to you. I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable. And it, you know, our mirror neurons um, for as humans means that our partner's going to want to connect to that. And they may also share their fears and their concerns. And together we can increase our understanding of each other, and build trust and greater connection. It's also important that you practice self-care when you're experiencing fear um, and stress. And this means making sure that you're getting enough sleep, that you're eating a healthy diet, and engaging in activities that you enjoy. You know, when you're afraid, when you're anxious, it can be very easy to resort to uh, negative avoidant type behaviors that have a net negative consequence to you and this can lead to emotional deregulation which can further increase the fear and further increase disconnect between you and your partner i think it's also really important for re- for challenging the negative thoughts that create our feelings of fear remember all of our feelings come from our own thoughts rather than circumstances so when you experience uh, thoughts that are unduly negative or irrationally negative it's really important that you challenge those thinking patterns and i recommend you know doing the thought model we've talked about it there's a ton of of resources here on the podcast and in my coaching program to learn how to challenge our thought process so we can have better feelings and have better results in our lives and it's really important for us to consider the possibility that our thoughts are not true, especially those thoughts that create fear. And I'm not saying that um, our fears are irrational, because the fact of the matter is not every relationship is going to last forever. And many of us will be rejected in some form or another by our romantic partners, right? But we're not going to be a abandoned because the only person that can abandon us is ourselves, right? And so we have to be able to manage our fears of a relationship ending by recognizing that that uh, the ending of a relationship is not the ending of our lives. It's not the ending of our world. And it's not the ending of our, uh, you know, entire romantic life. Um, but it doesn't often feel like that when you're Stuck in the fear, but again, just remember um, sometimes when I'm experiencing heartbreak, I like to think back to when I was you know an, a teenager and how I thought my life was totally over because a relationship was ending, and it wasn't was it? We survived, and we will survive every negative emotion that we experience. I promise you this, especially if you're here doing the work on your thoughts and your feelings. Remember. If you're really in an acute moment of fear and anxiety, reach out to your friends, your family members, your coach, your therapist, um, because it's really important to have a sounding board and they can help you challenge those negative thoughts as well. Um, Now listen, as I've said, fear doesn't just show up in romantic relationships, but in all areas of our lives. Um, and one particularly important area that helps you to cope with fear is actually by setting strong, healthy boundaries as opposed to codependency. Um, and fortunately, I have just the content for you to help you create those strong, healthy boundaries. On May 26th, I'm offering all you need to know on building better professional boundaries. And listen, when you build healthier professional boundaries, you can also build better personal boundaries. And better boundaries means better relationships, both romantic and otherwise. So go to the show notes, this podcast, and get all the details about the upcoming webinar. And I really encourage you to face your fears, but challenge them as well. Until next time, stay joyful. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.